0: You ready, baby. Is
1: this thing on?
0: Yeah, loud and clear. We are kicking butt.
1: You really wanted to do this now.
0: I know. It's like now or never. Now or never. It's
1: now or never.
0: Welcome back, everybody, to another exciting edition of Counting Worms.
1: That is the show. That's what we do. What's your name again? My name is Sarah. And I'm Scott.
0: And we are uh, counting worms. That
1: guy is, who is that guy up Jimmy there in the booth? Jimmy Beam. Jimmy Beam.
0: Little Jimmy Beam. How are you Mr. doing, Jimmy? Beam.
1: He's he's a, he's a little quiet. He's a little quiet today. He's a little asleep. Well, he's asleep.
0: I think we can handle it from yeah. our end. As long as yeah. he's got everything turned on.
1: We'll just, we got a little spray bottle that we got here, and we will shoot <laughs> him with a spray bottle if we need something. We use it, you know, for the podcast when he's out of control.
0: Well, he's locked up in the bedroom right yeah, now. He's not yeah. going to be giving us any grief tonight. <laughs> all right. So this is another fun episode and it's a uh, free for all.
1: It is a free for all.
0: And that means I have a story that you don't know what it is and you have a story that I don't know what it is.
1: Mine was hard, but I'm excited about
0: it. Yeah, mine was mine was good. I, I mean, it's it's going to be
1: You've good. been excited about yours. You've been well, giggling a lot.
0: It's not that it's funny. It's just that it's a good story. Yeah. And um, it's horrible, <laughs> but it's a good story. That's kind of my yeah. specialty. Yeah,
1: that is it's my
0: stock specialty. and trade. It is. So um, before we get into our stories, do you have anything you want to talk about? I've
1: got it. Worm news, worm news, party time, excellent. Woo! <laughs> ah. So
0: nice. <laughs> that is nice. So tell us some worm news, baby. What's oh. going on?
1: A special worm news story. Oh yeah, good. Yeah. Okay. Since we're entering February, the month of love.
0: Is it? Oh, that's right, Valentine's Day, right?
1: Aww. Oh. That's sweet. That's so sweet. Oh. I want to tell you a little story about love.
0: Oh, lay it on me.
1: Yeah, I want to tell you about the corpse bride in the window.
0: Oh. In Chihu-
1: sweet. yeah, in Chihuahua, Mexico. There's a wedding gown shop that has been in the same place for generations. I Chihuahua. Yes, and you know and you know, wedding gown shops are all about love. Oh yeah. And that in itself would just not be a worm news story, of no. course. No. I mean Wouldn't make what, the could, cut. what could be more boring? Hmm. Pretty much nothing. But what makes this place noteworthy for us is that ninety years ago ninety. Mm-hmm. In 1930, okay. a a beautiful bride was installed in the little shop's front window. Beautifully done and spectacularly realistic. Mm. So people of the town very quickly began to talk, and rumors began to spread like wildfire. Oh. The bride bore a striking resemblance to the owner, Pasquale Esparza. And they called the bride, La Pascualita. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And the town became convinced that the apparent mannequin was really the perfectly preserved body of the Esparza's daughter, who had just died tragically on Her actual wedding day.
0: Oh, no. Oh, yeah.
1: After being bitten by none other than a black widow spider.
0: Oh, we know all about them.
1: Yeah, we just did a show about them. Yep. Now, of course, Esparza denied it, but nobody believed her.
0: Of course not.
1: And the rumors. I don't believe her. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, well, just wait. And the rumors persisted. And visitors began to flock to the little store, and they still do. I mean, from all over the world, to see the bride, to make their own assessments. And I will tell you, for the most part, they agree that something is a little amiss. Hmm. It simply just can't be a mannequin. She's eerily realistic, and customers swear her eyes will follow them as they walk through the store. I don't buy
0: that part, but yeah.
1: Well, the Mona Lisa, they say the same thing about her. And that's not true either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Most remain convinced that a mother's love, one spent her entire life building the perfect wedding day for everyone else's daughters, just could not let go of her own. And one of the shop's workers, Sonia Bursiaga. mm who has to change the corpse bride's clothes twice a week, said, and this is a quote, Every time I go near Pasqualita, my hands break out in a sweat. Her hands are very realistic, and she even has varicose veins on her legs. I believe she is a real person. End quote.
0: How long has this been since little Pasqualita had her wedding day and died?
1: 90 years ago. Oh, wow. It would not be the first time you know that someone preserved a person they loved.
0: I remember a couple stories like that.
1: Uh Uh-huh, some creepy ones. And I must say, if an artist made her and they remained silent and the artist heirs remained silent, I am impressed. Yeah. Because that they have not claimed their masterpiece by now is pretty surprising so here is a picture babe
0: let me see oh come on
1: that's pretty that's pretty good
0: yeah that's real
1: i mean that's pretty crazy
0: well, how do you preserve a body for ninety years? I mean, have
1: you not seen the catacombs in Italy with that little girl?
0: No, I guess I haven't. Oh
1: my God, that that body is like three hundred years old, and she is pristine, perfect condition. It is the creepiest thing. Oh my, have you really not seen? I haven't. That? No. Oh my God,
0: you got to show. it But to seriously, look yeah. at that hand. Hand is incredible.
1: I mean, I've never seen work like that. I got to be honest. No. Right? And. Uh,
0: it's no work. It's it's real body. That's pretty crazy. That's a real body.
1: Okay, that's crazy, right? Yeah. Okay, and I would never deny you guys in podcast land. Of course, I will load them to our social media, and I really, really, really want to hear everyone's feedback. Conspiracies, theories, everything. I'm just super excited to see any breakout conversations that are going to happen. because So this one is, that's my worm news story, and it's just plain fun. It is fun. But seriously, you've never seen that little girl? She's like four... Three or four years old? No. Oh my God. When I see when I show you that store when that one she's preserved in like one of the catacombs in Italy and it she's the little girl in the box. Hmm. Oh my God. I can't believe you've never seen that never one. Never seen it. Well, um, her name's like Rosa something. Anyway, that is a scientific anomaly. She it it's a she is absolutely Positively for a real little girl. I didn't know that they
0: had techniques to preserve bodies that uh, long and yeah. that, that pristinely.
1: Uh, yes, they do. And some of the... Uh, there are some underground vaults that you can visit and you can see bodies that are absolutely eerie. How- let's go next weekend. All right, let's go. Okay. Yeah. But they are so perfectly preserved, it is frightening. It is... It is... Pretty unbelievable. So once you've seen those, you will if, wonder. If that's s-
0: real, then this gal's real.
1: Uh, because that's all I can say, I got to tell you, the hand <clears throat> on this on this is I don't. It's pretty unbelievable. It is unbelievable. It is unbelievable. So La Pasqualita.
0: La Pascualita. Well, I'll to that. Mexico. You'll we'll have so. to go visit that one too. Yeah. All right, baby. Do you want to start or do you want me to start?
1: You go right and ahead. And then you'll cleanse
0: our palate afterwards? I will. I will. All right. Well, this story is bad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that explains all your giggling.
0: Yeah. So, this story begins with a gentleman by the name of Mark McDermott. Mm. Mark McDermott is a successful businessman in rural West Virginia.
1: Oh, that's all where all the good things happen.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and before moving to the states, um, he and finding success in West Virginia, he had grown up in Australia.
1: All right, he was
0: an Aussie. Hello, Australia.
1: Hey,
0: um, we love Australia. After settling almost in, almost
1: as much as North Dakota and Chicago.
0: That's right. Hello, Alabama. <laughs> uh, after settling in, and some eighteen years before, uh, Mark had met and courted, and eventually married a woman by the name of Johanna. Not Joanna, Johanna.
1: Johanna.
0: And moved her and her five year old son, Donald, into his home. All right. And by all accounts, oh God, you know this is where it goes south, they were a happy, normal family.
1: And don't ever want to be described as a happy, normal family. No,
0: that <laughs> loved life.
1: Or that seemed perfect from the, the outside. outside. <laughs> That's right.
0: <laughs> uh, and Mark. Was a dedicated father to the child, Donald. Oh, that's not good. And often playing video games with him and teaching him, you know, round-the-house skills and riding bikes together and basically spoiling the kid. Uh-oh. And even though Donald was his adopted son, he always treated him as his own.
1: Aww.
0: And when Donald was of age, Mark bought him a nice car. Sweet and he always had nice clothes and a nice house and pretty much anything he wanted or needed.
1: Well, tell us what that is in West Virginia cuz I don't know.
0: I don't know either. <laughs> so, and the family took a lot of vacations. They went to I was the first thing they mentioned was Virginia Beach. Now, that can't be that far away and that's not that exotic, but they also mentioned Bermuda, Cancun. Well, that, well this
1: is West Virginia though, so that was probably <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's true. <laughs> uh, Beijing
1: Oh, wow. Okay, now we're getting serious.
0: England and several trips to Australia to visit Mark's
1: family. Well, that's pretty cool. Pretty
0: cool for a kid.
1: That's, yeah.
0: After high school, uh, Donald was accepted into Marshall University in Huntington, West Virginia.
1: Nice. Yeah,
0: it's a four-year university with programs that had in business and education and medicine, among others. So it was a full-blown deal. Had about 10,000 students. It's a big
1: place. It's a
0: pretty big place for West Virginia. (laughs) The family was very proud of Donald. And uh, Mark was footing the bill for all of this. Um, Housing, expenses, tuition, all of that. Wow. So Donald did very well in school. And he had a a serious multiple-year relationship with a nice young lady who was also a student at Marshall University. And they lived in separate locations, but they spent most of their time together. At one or the other's place. So fast forward to the family's big day. It's Donald's graduation from college. Mm-hmm. And he had come home to prepare for his big day and to get ready for the family trip up to the campus for the graduation ceremony and all mm-hmm. the festivities. And Donald was downstairs taking a shower and getting all gussied up. And when he went upstairs... He was met with a scene Uh of unimaginable
1: horror.
0: Horror, you're right. It appears that he had stumbled right into the midpoint of a murder-suicide. What are the odds and the timing?
1: I can't believe it. Not on his special day.
0: I know. God, the timing is horrible. His father lay Mm. dead on the sofa shot twice in the head. Mm. It appears that he was just laying on the sofa, reading a book at the time he was killed, and he was caught completely Mm. off guard. The gun,
1: gun, which we
0: assume now, or Donald assumed was the murder weapon at the time, it was sitting on the dining room table, as well as a suicide note written by his mother to him, Mm. Donald, stating that she couldn't stay trapped in this loveless marriage any longer and apologizing to Donald that she won't be there to see the man you become. Mm. So Donald is freaking out, obviously. I mean, like anybody Um, would.
1: Anybody would struggle with that.
0: And his mom is there. She hadn't yet gotten to the second part of the murder-suicide thing, and he makes his mom make the call to 911 and in what that
1: a good samaritan
0: and in that call she tells the dispatcher that she has just shot and killed her husband mm-hmm. and wow. off off i know it's horrible and on his graduation this poor day oh, poor donald
1: oh just let me think apart about that the seams. i mean he
0: was just going to go out and have a party oh, and all that and now
1: his whole life ahead of him
0: i know so officers are sent to the home and they find johanna who appeared to be in a state of shock, which you can imagine. She just shot her husband. She just did
1: this horrible thing, yes. And then
0: they find Mark slumped over on the couch with an apparent GSW.
1: gunshot wound. Thank
0: you. To the head, the human head. (laughs) (laughs) Johanna is taken into custody, and Donald is also brought back to the station to get a statement from him.
1: Yes, that poor kid.
0: So it's during the car ride to the police station that Johanna... Drops a bombshell. Hmm. And before I I tell you about the bombshell, let me fill you in on a couple important facts.
1: Okay. Kind
0: of behind the scenes.
1: All right. Take us behind the scenes.
0: So you see, Donald was a student at Marshall University. Yes. At least...
1: He told us about
0: that. At least he he had been a student.
1: Uh Uh-oh.
0: After he failed out of uh, his first semester... Mm. He just continued living off campus and pretending to still be attending classes.
1: Uh-oh.
0: And not only had he successfully hidden this from his parents uh, who were sending him money every month, but he <sighs> actually kept this hidden from his fiance who was also a fellow student for well over 2 years. Wow. So he was living off and on with her and pretending I guess to go to class and God only knows where he was going and killing the day, and then coming back. Oh boy, that was terrible. <laughs> and I got st- I got <laughs> no pun intended. I have to go to the library, and then he would go to the movies. I guess I, I, who knows well, what he had he was a doing. lot of money. He produced. He had, must have been good at Photoshop because he did produce a lot of phony report cards. And he must have come up with a whole bunch of supporting stories. I mean, how do you live that? It's like losing your job, but still going to work for two years. You know how. I don't know. Anyway, so now fast forward to the day of his alleged graduation.
1: So he did this for four years.
0: Well, yeah, three and a half to four. Yeah, I mean, Mm -hmm. a long time. So go to the day that he was going to graduate.
1: Graduate.
0: And this is a day that he knew was coming for years. And here it was. And he knew that his.
1: Talk about premeditation.
0: The gig was up or the jig was up, whichever that phrase is, and he had made a decision. He didn't want to disappoint his parents by disclosing his fraud. Oh, (laughs) my God. So he thought it would be easier (sighs) and better for all concerned if he just killed them both.
1: Yeah, that way they could go out thinking he was successful.
0: That's right. So apparently, leading up to this day, he had been going to the gun range for a target practice... (gasps) And to become more comfortable and familiar with guns in general. Well, he Um, doesn't want to miss. No. And so he had taken a gun from his mother's drawer and had it with him while he was at home preparing for his graduation. Um, It was supposed to go down as a murder-suicide. When Johanna came home from running some errands, Donald had already shot Mark twice in the head. But his plan at that point was only half complete. Right. And so when Johanna came into the house, Donald said, oh man, he said, mom, I have something for you. She, and thought, she oh. thought it was a present or maybe a necklace or something to commemorate this big day and thanks for the support and all these years oh, and all that stuff.
1: My sweet boy, so, my only child. I know.
0: So he sat her down on the bench and that's where he said, I want you to close your eyes. I've got something for you. And so she closes her eyes. Go to your happy place, Mom. Closes her eyes, and that's when he took the gun and pressed it up to her head and pulled the trigger. Uh, Well, she heard a click. My special boy. She heard a click and opened her eyes and realized that her son had a gun to her head. And Donald had messed something hey, up. Hey,
1: wait a minute. Wait a minute.
0: That's not a necklace. <laughs> so <laughs> Donald had messed something up with the gun, the slide. It was an automatic. and uh,
1: Or fate intervened. And it
0: did not function properly. So as they struggled to gain control of the gun, he said, just hold still and it will be over with.
1: Yeah, I'm just trying to kill you. Would you stop I it? Be a cooperate? good mother. Be a good mom for once.
0: Mom?
1: Stop fighting me.
0: (laughs) So somehow, even though she was in shock, she was able to knock the gun away. And she later had said of her son that day that his eyes were black and beady. His whole face, demeanors, actions. So she's in
1: the cop car telling them No,
0: she's, this is later. This is later. Uh, His whole face, demeanor, actions, none of it looked like him. I'd never seen that look on his face. I'd never seen his eyes like that, even the way he carried himself, end quote. Mm. (laughs) Uh, So what about this suicide note, you might ask? Well, as you might have guessed, well, Donald had typed it up in advance.
1: Oh, it was typed. Yeah,
0: of course. Aren't they all all fake suicide notes? (laughs) Yeah, they're always
1: typed, right.
0: And, you know you just go in and you look at on the computer and you can see when it was created and of course yeah. the person who wrote it wasn't in the house i mean right. these are basic you know or this it was is forensics 101 house. right exactly
1: <laughs> on the girlfriend's computer that's right yeah
0: so acting quickly yes. and really thinking especially since she was in shock um, johanna convinced donald that she could she could take the rap for the oh, murder oh yeah totally saying
1: how about Sweetheart, if i say i,
0: like I shot him yeah and somehow, Donald, not being overly bright... Um, well,
1: he did fail out of his first semester at college.
0: He finally agreed, and, which led to the 911 call. So on the ride to the police department, Johanna told the officer about what had actually happened and told him, one of us needs to be locked up because he will try to kill me again. Oh, So wow. the detective, when describing his interview with Donald, young Donald said the following, and I wrote this whole thing out because (laughs) this is important. Good, okay. Says he had just no emotion, no care, just it was all about him and only him, and he could care less about anything else. Mm -hmm. He even had a game plan for how he was going to react and his plan for the future afterwards, if he was able to pull this off. His game plan was he was going Mm -hmm. to ride the swell of emotion that he got and the sympathy that he got from people Mm -hmm. to try and get him through financially or whatever he could get for quite some time. Mm. Then he planned on getting fit, as he put it, and he actually planned on going into law enforcement.
1: Oh, no. Wow.
0: Yeah, Uh. it's it's an ambitious uh, story. Uh, During his confession, Mm. Donald told police that after he shot Mark, he, quote, Expected to be physically ill or, you know, at least worried. It's not there. It's just not. It's just not there. So Donald was sentenced to life in prison with no <laughs> parole. And he appealed his conviction and sentence all the way up to the West Virginia Supreme Court of Appeals. But the High Court upheld the decisions and he will spend the rest of his life behind bars. Oh. I know. He had such a bright future ahead. Sorry, head. Donnie. Donnie. Little
1: Donnie.
0: That's right. So that's the story of Donnie. Donald Dunn is his last name. I don't yeah. think I ever said that, but that is yeah. Donald Dunn.
1: He's okay. Dunn.
0: Dunn, dun. Dunn, Dunn.
1: Dunn, Dunn. Stick
0: a fork in him. All right. So there you, you ready?
1: Clap yeah. your hands, everybody. And everybody just clap your hands. Next story. Next story.
0: <laughs> did you like that one?
1: I did like that one. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Thank
0: you. All right, yeah. so next story.
1: Mine's I think <laughs> mine's going to take a little longer than that. That's all right. Yeah.
0: You got time.
1: Yeah, so I'm going to take you to an undisclosed place, okay. but rest assured this was very recent and it really did happen. Okay. When we can read about it in the American Journal of Forensic Medicine and Pathology, it is about as well documented as anything can possibly be. Okay. So be prepared to be amazed. This one is fun and exciting and crazy. Prepare to nerd out, forensically speaking, okay? Okay, I'm ready. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. A healthy, happy, well-loved 53-year-old man was renovating his cottage, working all day alone. All right. But this was no- his normal, and it didn't, at first, bother his family when they couldn't reach him. Because they knew a lot of his equipment was loud and, you know. Probably so Probably didn't it, hear the phone. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, however, when evening came and they still had not had their calls answered or a returned call, they became concerned. And they called police for a welfare check. Okay. And we all know how this call went. Mm-hmm. Upon their arrival, they stumbled upon a scene of, babe...
0: Unimaginable horror.
1: <laughs>
0: and, they, and they had this uh, stench, a, a foul odor coming, uh,
1: okay. coming from... Uh, okay, I'll, I'm sorry. Well, I'm maybe, jumping ahead. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. Okay. Maybe it was more like, what the hell? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay? <laughs> um, inside the home, they found a corpse. Oh. Yeah. Which they assumed it was his. Right. Uh, lying between two metal sawhorses, and it was badly burned. Huh. They searched the home and found absolutely no sign of fire. Not anywhere in the home. Kay. In fact, they could not even find a, any sign of how a fire could have started. Kay. None. Firefighters looked for signs of electrical damage, too. Or anything indicating... he Anything indicating he had somehow been electrocuted.
0: That's what I was thinking.
1: Yeah. They found none. They even checked the circuit breaker for damage and again, found none. Hmm. They even, uh, you know, checked all the plugs. I mean, they did everything. Um, This, of course, concerned investigators greatly. Sure. (laughs) They thought maybe he'd been kidnapped, killed and burned elsewhere, and then brought back here and dumped here to be found. But what I can tell you is that was not the case. Okay. I actually debated on making this one of our murder method shows. Right. Um, and making everybody guess. I was thinking you know.
0: going that direction.
1: Um, yeah. I really, really debated that. But I just decided to make this a science one instead. Because this was not a murder at all. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. His death would be far more unusual than any other death they had ever seen and would earn him his own medical case study in the journal. Wow. Yeah. So let's walk through this very cool mystery and see how quickly you guys can all solve it. Okay. Mm Okay? So first, we'll evaluate... (laughs) 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 <laughs> Scott just tried to throw something <laughs> and it just kind of... Yeah, it was well, a koozie. It was a, a koozie, koozie and, and, it, did and not it did not take flight the way t- I had hoped. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he tried to... He tried tried to, to hit
0: this stupid cat who's starting to cry. Yeah. Not podcat. Yeah, the a, yeah. a stupid one that yeah. will remain unnamed.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah it's his cat. That,
0: no, it's your yeah, cat.
1: It, it's not, <laughs> and you know it's not. But anyway, it's trying to get his attention. Uh, first... First, let's evaluate what they found. The body was unusually rigid. So rigid, it could not be overcome by manual force, which is not explained by rigor mortis alone. Mm. So, yeah. When they, you mean
0: say overcome, you mean like bent the joints? You can't bend so, the joints?
1: So, yeah. They actually try to, <clears throat> quote, break rigor in order to test it.
0: That sounds painful. Yeah, I want,
1: I want, I want that to sink in for a second.
0: Break rigor. Yeah, they Ah. do that with bodies.
1: So just let that sink in. Okay. Okay. It's sinking. Yeah. So he was lying on his right side in a semi fetal position, which is typical of a burn victim. You will also sometimes hear the term pugilistic. Pose. Pugilistic. Uh huh. Right. Um, this is caused when a body is introduced to fire, and the muscles begin to shrink. Because the muscles are shrinking, the arms go up to form what some consider a position that looks like a boxer stance. Right. With the arms defending the chest. Mm-hmm. So the easier term would have been a boxer stance. Right. But it is an anthropology term. Mm-hmm. And they did not go to school for all of those years to use easy terms that everyone understands, right? right. Exactly. Anyway, so the body was covered by burned pieces of clothes that left mu- much of it exposed. So he had visible first degree, second degree, and third degree burns, predominantly in the abdominal region proximal thighs, and genitalia.
0: Oh, God, he had to go there.
1: (laughs) Right. While other parts of his body seemed completely untouched by flame. So, quick review of terms. Okay. In first-degree burns, the top layer of the skin gets damaged but is not destroyed. The color of the skin changes to bright pink or very red. Second-degree burns are more severe. The outermost layer of skin is destroyed. The second layer of skin is damaged and exposed. These are the burns where blisters appear.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Most severe are the third-degree burns, of course. All layers of skin are affected or destroyed completely. Leash. Yeah. They cannot be treated with regular first aid, and scarring will occur. Whereas in first degree, is pink, it's red... Second degree has blisters, and both are painful. Mm -hmm. Third degree is scary because it's burned all the way through your nerves now. Mm. So we have numbness and tingling, and the skin is turned bleach white, dry, and leathery. Mm. Hospitalization is typical, IV fluids, and skin grafts. Of course, our guy is not, uh, air quote here, that lucky, right? So, he didn't get to go. He doesn't back. have
0: to worry about skin grafts.
1: Yeah, no skin grafts or hospitalization. Right. right. So, anyway, his shoes were also burnt, and of particular note on that, the sole of his left shoe, much more severe. Hmm. His hair is singed, and the skin was broken on his right thumb and discolored a strange yellow. So, it's time to take him to the medical examiner's office and see what else he can tell us. That's just what we could tell at the scene.
0: Okay. Okay? I'm, I'm confused.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a weird one. Okay? So, our friend had no soot in his airways or lungs at all. And his body had 70% coverage in his burns. Even his tongue and taste buds were scorched. How in the world does that happen? Okay.
0: What was that what was that thing that uh, one doctor talked about the epiglottis uh, reaction or something like that where <laughs> yeah. the, it shuts. Where,
1: that's where you in- inhale flames. Right. From immense uh, heat.
0: But but it shuts your throat down. That's uh-huh. why you have right. no soot in your lungs because it was the Because
1: the flames were so hot and they were so it wrong was so about sudden. That. right? It was wrong. Yeah, it was so sudden. Right. Yeah. He had congestion of all of his major organs and edema in his lungs, mm. carboxyhemoglobin level was low. Hmm. And this is a very important finding, folks. Oh, Okay. Science nerd rookies. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what this means or what this test is for? Why is this one so important?
0: What was it called?
1: Carboxyhemoglobin.
0: Hmm. Nope.
1: Nope. All right. This is the most important tex- test we have in figuring out why this case is so freaking cool. Okay. This tests for exposure to carbon monoxide. Uh-huh. If you're a smoker, you already test several times higher than a non-smoker. But the test understands the difference of a smoker and say, I don't know, a guy inhaling smoke from a fire or a leaking gas from a bad furnace. Mm
0: -hmm. Our
1: friend here did neither.
0: Huh.
1: Say what? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. He did neither of those. Okay. He also tested negative for all recreational pharmaceuticals, Mm -hmm. like cocaine, meth, opiates, whatever. All of them. Negative. Not that those cause you to light on fire, but (laughs) this will come into play momentarily. Okay. So, let's go back to that right thumb, though. We did find necrosis, scabs, and blisters. Now, histological examination reveals a big piece of our puzzle. Acute pulmonary emphysema and edema. Mm. Of all the weird and bizarre findings, he actually died of heart failure. And we know it was not drug-induced. With the secondary cause of death, from all of these burns. And this exam has pretty much told us where they came from already. At least it's told me. But we need to go back to the scene to co- confirm. And let's ask the investigators to tell us more about his little cottage, to describe the home exactly as they see it from the vantage point of where he died. And let's see if those clues get all of you on board with what killed our friend here. Hmm. See if we can get you caught up.
0: All right. I'm ready. All right. Catch me up.
1: Taking a look around his home, they see a rudimentary system of walls, sheetrocked, of course. It's, we're on the inside. All right. A home still under construction with steel beams that connect the exterior of the home to the central portion of the home. And protruding through the roof. The room is well sheltered in the center spot and the tools are scattered throughout the room many of them large imposing metal machines um, directed towards the ceiling and that is when it hit investigators. Now the investigators knew, ah this is why this is why the MEs sent us back out here
0: Hmm. And
1: this is why she wanted confirmation. Has it reached you yet, my dear?
0: It's a nose sniffer for sure. But no.
1: His burns were not caused by fire. We know that. Mm -hmm. Right?
0: Right. He said no electricity. Or was he standing in water?
1: There was no water on the floor. Okay. I would have told you that for sure.
0: Um, Was it like some kind of ray gun?
1: From outer space? Mm -hmm. Not exactly. Okay. So his burns were not caused by fire. Right. They were, in fact, caused by an outrageously intense jolt of electricity of sorts (sighs) lightning. This man inside his home was struck by lightning.
0: Wow.
1: The lightning hit one of those steel beams traveling down it arcing across these large machines to the metal sawhorses, striking the man on his left foot, traveling through his body, exiting his right thumb, but sadly not before passing through his heart and killing him. Wow. Yep. Hit by lightning while indoors.
0: Jeez, uh, Was there a big hole in the, in the roof?
1: No, of course not. You don't need a hole in the roof.
0: Oh, my God.
1: A phone call to meteorologists confirmed a thunderstorm had passed quickly, but violently through the area at the exact estimated time of death. Does it sound impossible? Well, it is highly unusual. But I can prove it, and it does happen more often than you think. Really? In fact, with a few extra facts I'm going to throw in for good measure, you'll probably be surprised it doesn't happen all the time. But first, let me explain how we know it was lightning Kay. that killed him. The more serious burn to the left shoe and foot is what gave it away that it was the entry point of the lightning. Mm. And of course, we have several pieces of evidence that told us we did not have an actual fire. He had no soot in his airways or lungs, and he had low carb oxyhemoglobin levels. That proved to us that he didn't inhale any carbon, carbon monoxide. monoxide. Okay. So how do you get so badly burned with no fire? Well, it has to be electricity or chemical burn. Those are the only two options. We know because of the external exam, we don't have a chemical burn here. However, the edema in his lungs, and most importantly, heart failure, is, forgive the pun, a dead giveaway for a lightning strike death Mm -hmm. under these circumstances. Mm. So is the blistering and peeling of the skin at the exit site, his right thumb. Believe it or not, the journal had many references of other cases of death by indoor lightning. (laughs) Creepy, I know. We also can't discount the steel beams, the metal tools, the thunderstorm, and even later, not during the investigation, of course, they reveal that this little cottage is in a rural area on a hill, <laughs> but I promise... The highest point in the immediate right? vicinity. and I actually would have disclosed that if they'd have disclosed it during the investigation, but I found that out in a separate uh, paper that I read later. I promise it; they didn't reveal it during the journal article. And I know you're still probably feeling a little shell-shocked, so let me prove it to you that it's more a one of a wonder that people are not dropping dead all the time from lightning. Because really, that surprises me more than that this case occurred. So first, let's talk a little bit about this phenomenon called lightning. And prepare to have your mind blown, but hopefully not fried. <laughs> On any given day... Lightning strikes the earth in excess of a hundred times per second. Really? That is 8 million times per day. Yes, every day. Wow. And I know what you're thinking. How the hell is that possible? That's
0: exactly what I was
1: thinking. (laughs) Well, worldwide there are 1800 active thunderstorms at any given time. Are you serious? And that includes right now.
0: But it's totally clear outside. <laughs> I know. How is that
1: possible? Right? Is that not absolutely insane?
0: That is that is insane.
1: Seriously. I mean, the world it, is a
0: big place.
1: It's a big place. Well, with 44,000 thunderstorms per day on planet Earth. Eight million lightning strikes happening somewhere, each and every day. It's not that hard to believe, yeah, really.
0: But Forty-four thousand thunderstorms—that's hard to believe.
1: I know. I think the more insane thing is that everyone is not getting hit constantly. Yeah. Starting to see my point already, right? I am. I mean, how come this isn't happening to people all the time?
0: Hmm. Because the if- Earth is that big that. There's plenty of places that aren't inhabited. And
1: uh, not for long. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of people. There are. But of course, that's not even the whole story. Not mm. even close. All right. The temperature of a lightning bolt is, drumroll please, any guesses, yeah, babe? Yeah, um,
0: 135 degrees.
1: Roughly 30,000 kelvins.
0: Is that oh. higher than 135?
1: Fifty-three thousand five hundred and forty degrees Fahrenheit.
0: Fifty-three thousand. Yeah, that is higher.
1: Or twenty-nine thousand seven hundred and twenty-seven degrees Celsius.
0: So that's that's pretty hot. Is what you're saying?
1: Yeah. Just to compare that to level of heat to other objects you may be somewhat familiar with. The surface of the sun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've never been there, but I yeah, know it's hot. But, but,
1: Is a measly 6,000 kelvins. Really? Very wimpy. Very, very wimpy. Literally, lightning is five times hotter than the surface of the sun.
0: That's that's toasty.
1: Yeah. Molten lava Mm -hmm. is a teeny, teeny tiny 700 degrees Celsius or 1,300 degrees Fahrenheit. That's nothing. That's nothing. Yeah, that's absolutely nothing. It makes molten lava about 2.4% as hot as lightning.
0: No wonder he was burnt.
1: Which makes my next statistic outrageous, if you ask me. Mm -hmm. According to the National Weather Service of the United States, and sorry, folks, I don't have statistics for every country, but for the United States... On average, 300 people are struck by lightning each year with a mortality rate or death rate of only 10 to 30 percent. Wow. With the average number of deaths being about 70 per year.
0: With 8 million strikes. Yeah. (laughs) And 53,000 degrees.
1: Is that not insane?
0: That does sound insane.
1: I mean, so 300 people are getting hit, but it only kills 70 people. I guess what shocks me is that if something five times hotter than the surface of the sun pounds you, I would think that a higher percentage of people would die from that. You would think. Although I did find a source that said worldwide this statistic is not quite as nice, that 24,000 people die. Uh, or that 24,000 people die each year worldwide from lightning strikes.
0: Hmm.
1: However, even on that source, it stated two hundred forty thousand people were hit. So that's still only a ten percent death rate.
0: Hmm. How do you figure that? I mean, how how does that happen?
1: I, I so the, the human body is a true marvel. Well, maybe I mean, there's
0: different differing degrees of being hit. I mean, uh, like it, you take a full hit or you take a partial well, hit. Well, or- here's
1: the crazy part. Here's the really crazy part. It appears in other countries when lightning strikes, it is far more common for it to take out an entire, entire group of people. And that's pretty terrifying. As an example, in 2011 in Uganda, a school teacher, an 18- students, primary school students, little mm. kids, were all killed in the classroom when lightning struck. Jeez. Yeah. I can't even imagine.
0: I can't either. And so I like going outside when there's lightning and sitting under gonna, our overhang. We're going to talk about And that. watch.
1: So, death by lightning, and moreover, indoor lightning certainly happens. I mean, it happened to the school teacher and 18 students in Uganda. Um... I did not find the one and only case to present today. I'm just saying. All right. Just the one I could tease you with because I had all the autopsy findings. So, a few more facts about lightning. Yeah. One of the things I'm sure you're wondering, how our friend was struck since he was not touching the steel beams in the ceiling.
0: Okay.
1: He wasn't even touching the tall metal machines. We can't even say for sure he was touching one or both of the metal sawhorses, right? You see, literally, you see lightning as a solid bolt of constant light and energy. But it isn't. And so I have to tell you guys, I did a lot of homework and translation for you on this section, okay? The science behind this is somewhat of the most insane stuff I've ever read. hmm <laughs> And here is the most basic cliff notes where I have lovingly taken out the most ridiculous words that I believe were only used to prevent normal people from understanding. Okay. That's the only reason. They just threw in a bunch of ridiculous words so you wouldn't understand. And I've removed those. Thank so you. here we go. Uh-huh. A lightning bolt appears to be one solid. Bolt of light and energy, but it's not Here's how it works The storm cloud is negative Just imagine it with an angry scowl and looking for trouble okay. The bottom of the storm cloud has all kinds of crazy negative little ions These negative charging charges are hopping around like meth heads looking for a fix
0: Steve loves
1: meth heads. Yes, he does. <laughs> the air is the the sky is like their sweet old grandma saying, "No, no, no! Please don't go out tonight. Don't go <laughs> out because she knows they're going to go out on a war path of destruction, right?" Okay. But eventually, Grandma Air can no longer resist the negative little meth head ions in the underbelly of the storm cloud.
0: Can you dumb this down a little bit more
1: <laughs> I'm j ju- I just thought go fuck yourself.
0: Oh but, yeah. <laughs>
1: um so this was this was hard work. I
0: know but I, I'm I'm following it.
1: So the static Between grandma and the negative meth heads (laughs) becomes electric. Get that? Static electricity Mm -hmm. with me so far? Yeah. No bueno. Of course, the negative meth heads bust out, looking for prominent figures to attack, like tall buildings and valuables to steal, like metal. Because they want to destroy anything positive, and that's what they're most attracted to. I mean, have you ever seen a meth head? I have. They also don't move smooth and graceful. They zigzag in a dangerous pack like rabid dogs, just (laughs) like negative ions. Skipping steps, because they're high and they're in a hurry, just like ions. And these ionized channels, they can skip. And that skip can be from a few millimeters to 20 centimeters or more. But like everyone on speed, they move fast. And the human eye can't see flashes of light faster than a tenth of a second. So we always see lightning as continuous. But modern science says it never is. Yeah. It's all it always arcs and jumps. That is how it got him. Always looking for the path of least resistance because meth heads are negative ions and lazy and always looking for an easy take. Mhm. And the positive endpoint. And they found him and they jumped him. Bastards. Lightning jumps you. Just like a crazed pack of meth heads. High voltage. Direct current, static electricity, taking the path of least resistance.
0: Huh. Okay. So it comes in. How did it get in from the outside into his house? It didn't, it didn't so have to go. So it, th-
1: hit, it hit the steel beams. It traveled through the steel beams into the house. It jumped from the steel beam onto the metal machinery. Mm-hmm. Jumped from the metal machinery onto the sawhorse. Traveled down the sawhorse and jumped into his left foot. Traveled up his left foot through his body. Happened to go through his heart. That's what killed him. Exited his right thumb.
0: Poor bastard.
1: Right? (sighs) Path the least resistance. You're going to hear about another one. Okay. My last little frightening lightning fact i want to dispel for you is the rumor that lightning cannot strike the same place twice Uh. whether that saying came about to calm the nerves of those suffering from bad luck or if we just wanted to make something scary sound impossible to make ourselves feel better rest assured it damn sure can Hmm. lightning can strike any location it wants to multiple times And lightning is more than happy to prove us wrong on that superstitious point. It's very simple science. In fact, I dare say it's maybe more likely to hit that same point again and again. So remember my description of the negative ions at the bottom of the thundercloud, those Mm -hmm. meth heads? Mm -hmm. So here is the crazy part of that little science trivia. The lightning bolt does nothing to change the cloud or the storm. As I mentioned, that cloud is negatively charged, so the lightning bolt strikes. But after it strikes, more negative meth heads just start congregating at the bottom of the cloud again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: As soon as it strikes, it doesn't It doesn't change the storm. It doesn't change the cloud. Mm-hmm. Just like a street corner where the drug dealer hangs out, They just know to hang out there. As soon as that cloud fully recharges and grandma air cannot resist them any longer, the static between the two electrifies and boom, another bolt of lightning.
0: And it's looking for something that it was attracted to perhaps the first time. And finds it again.
1: The odds are whatever it hit the first time may still be the tallest or most prominent feature of the landscape.
0: Mm -hmm, Within range
1: making it still the statistical most likely target again. Mm -hmm. I can see that. And cameras all over cities are some of the best witnesses to this. In fact, cameras show the Sears Tower in Chicago taking 10 strikes in one single night within like a two-hour time frame. Mm. 10 strikes. Boom, 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 boom. 10 times. Wow. 10 lightning strikes in the exact same spot. That's why we put in grounding rods in houses. hmm I'm in construction for those of you that haven't figured that out. <laughs> that said, if you think only tall buildings get hit multiple times by lightning, think again. Wah, wah,
0: wah. wah.
1: There are at <laughs> least 10 documented cases of people who were struck by multiple times by lightning that I found on list 1st Mm-hmm. And they were not hit in the same storm. (laughs) Jim Lamey of Pennsylvania has been struck twice while he was in his house. But those strikes were six years apart. Mm. Both times he was actually hit hard enough to be knocked unconscious, requiring medical attention. Roy Sullivan is in the Guinness Book of World Records and must be the most unlucky person in the world, given he is in it, for having been struck by lightning the most times. (laughs) He was nicknamed the Human Lightning Rod. He was hit a documented seven times and actually began to believe a dark cloud was chasing him. Oh, jeez. In fact, many people in his life started refusing to go places with him (laughs) because they said, hell no, I'm not going anywhere with you. I don't want to get struck by lightning. Hell
0: no, we won't go.
1: Because a lot of people don't realize that just because this one guy got struck by lightning doesn't mean that lightning only affects that one guy. In fact, when an area gets hit by lightning, you can't have that kind of power, you know, five times more power than the sun, Mm -hmm. the surface of the sun, and it only affects that one small area. No, it's like a radial area. So I'm going to get into that in a moment, actually. I'll save it. (laughs) Now, obviously, not everyone hit is killed. Just ask Roy. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was 1969 when Steve Marshburn was struck by lightning. He wasn't out golfing with a metal club held up high in the air. He was working inside a bank. Lightning struck the ground, found a path through the underground speaker at the drive-through window, and worked its way to the metal chair he was sitting on. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Steve, Steve says he still has migraines and, quote, the lightning, when it hit my back, it went up my spine, went to the left side of my brain and scorched it, came down, and then went out my right hand that was holding a metal teller stamp, end quote. Oh, my God. In fact, 76% of people who are struck by lightning will have lifelong effects, per the American Journal. So, here's the next fascinating statistic. Okay. The contact period of the lightning with the victim, when they are actually in direct contact with the lightning, is only 10,000th to 1,000th of a second.
0: Jeez, that's not very much.
1: And it can be a direct strike, yeah. a side flash, where the lightning strikes another object and jumps onto the victim, like our dead guy. Or conduction through an object like Steve. Nerve damage and brain injuries like Steve's are incredibly common. And the problem is the damage done to those nerves gets interpreted as pain, which is not a fun way to live as nerves rarely regenerate once you reach adulthood. Hmm. So anyway, as a reminder... (laughs) (laughs) just as a reminder, any electrical device, computers, phones, etc., is a very dangerous thing during a thunderstorm. You have been warned. Here are some quick facts to keep you safe. Listen closely. Lightning can strike up to 10 miles away from the actual storm. That is the distance at which your ears can just begin to perceive the sound of thunder.
0: Oh boy, that's a long ways away. That's a
1: long ways away. I have heard a hundred different ways to calculate how far away the lightning is. Mm -hmm. So I looked it up once and for all. It's not
0: one (laughs) second per mile or something?
1: No, it is so much scarier closer than that. Mm. (laughs) Not surprisingly, Mm -hmm. all of them I've ever heard in my entire life were wrong. So here it is. Write it down. Is everybody ready? Have you got your pens, your paper? Have you pulled over from listening to the <laughs> yeah? Have you pulled over if you're driving? Okay. Count the seconds between the flash and thunder and divide by five. That number is how many miles the lightning is from you.
0: Oh, my Lord.
1: Scary close, right?
0: Five times closer than I would have thought.
1: Exactly. If you're on the metric system, For every three seconds you counted between the lightning and the thunder, that's one kilometer. Pretty close. All right. To to stay safe, here's your survivalist 101 rules. Okay. When indoors, stay there for 30 minutes after the last rumble and do not lie flat on concrete floors or lean against concrete walls. Stay off any devices that use electricity mm. because that's how lightning travels. When outdoors, a metal topped vehicle with the windows rolled up is a safe bet if you have no shelter option. If even that is unavailable, stay off of hills, stay off of high spots. Do not lie flat on the ground. Do not hide under an isolated tree or cliff. And stay away from water, any water, like ponds, creeks, swimming pools. Don't be in them and don't be near them. Water conducts electricity, folks. Get in a ravine or a low spot. Crouch down. Keep your feet close together. And keep 20 feet between people if you're in a group this is important remember us humans are great conductors so if you're all huddled together if one of you gets hit the lightning can jump from person to person and i actually did a story about that two ladies sheltering under a tree in the uk
0: they're bronze.
1: the tree gets struck by lightning It jumps to one friend because of her underwire bra, and because the friends were near each other, both were killed. You remember that? I do remember that. I mean, how many rules can you break? Hyde Park, I think. Hyde Park, sheltering (coughs) under a tree. Yep. So nobody has any excuses. You should, for the most part, now be safe indoors or outdoors from lightning, because I've told you how. You now know the earth is being struck by lightning so many times per second that it's unbelievable. And you should not be at all surprised that our guy was killed by it because it's just... how. What's more surprising is how are we not being killed by it all the time?
0: Does this mean that we can't sit outside on the back patio and watch lightning anymore?
1: We can sit on the back patio and watch lightning, but you got to be smart about these things.
0: We have to sit 20 feet apart from each other. (laughs) (laughs) Is that out of it?
1: Yeah, but uh, I mean, it's just some interesting stuff, right? I think so. Yeah. Scary. It's it, but aren't you also surprised, given the facts of how often the Earth is struck by lightning? That's that, crazy. That people aren't killed all the time.
0: Yeah, but it's also the Earth is a big place, and you think about all the landmass or the square.
1: We don't have a lot of landmass. The Earth is two thirds water. But
0: still, lightning is happening in the middle of the ocean where there's nobody there. Well,
1: water's a conductor of electricity.
0: Yeah. I'm just I don't saying. know. It when is When you think c- of remarkable. it being five
1: times hotter than the surface of the sun. Yeah, that's, that's hot. It's too bad we can't figure out where uh, where lightning's going to strike because this would be the great this is the greatest energy ever given to man.
0: Mhm.
1: I mean, when you think that I mean, heat is hands down guys, I'm a physics nerd, you got to know that. Um when you think heat is, the, is, is energy, that's all it is. Heat is energy. That's why the combustible engine, our cars, are such a waste. That's why they burn through so much energy. That's why they're a problem. Um, and that's why the only reason this is a livable planet is because of the sun, is because it gives off heat. And you think that lightning is five times hotter than the surface of the sun. If we could ever harness the power of lightning, we would never need coal, we would never need wind, we would never need any other form of energy ever in the in the world if we could harness lightning.
0: I get to work on that.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, well, that's for the that's for the millennials. <laughs> that's what you guys need to be working on right now.
0: Yeah, don't let us down.
1: Yeah, cure cancer and harness lightning. Those are your two tasks. It's frightening. Yeah, really, that
0: thing is frightening.
1: Yeah. So.
0: It's a scary world. <clears throat> so
1: anyway, um, you guys need to rate, review, and subscribe, and I can't wait to hear your theories on the corpse bride in the window.
0: I want to go check it out
1: personally. I know. Is it still there? Last I checked, we need to all, all of, all of the Counting Worms people, wherever you are in the world, we need to all, road trip. we need to all road trip and congregate (laughs) in Chihuahua, Mexico, all at the same time.
0: Oh, that'd be awesome.
1: That'd be so much fun.
0: Well, email us if you're interested in that. We'll try and put something together.
1: Yeah. Wouldn't that be so much fun? (laughs) That would be who are all these people (laughs) we'd all have to wear like a little ribbon or something so we know we can recognize each other that way we're just not all talking to strangers that's right I mean who knows probably would anyway that would be a lot of fun it would be a lot of fun yeah so let's plan a trip guys
0: all right then well that was fun
1: yeah So what kind of, do you have any sources? I do have sources. sources. Yes,
0: I do. Uh, Let's see here. Well, you go with yours.
1: I'll go. So the worm news, of course, was Ripley's Believe It or Not, you know, because they're a lot of fun. And I have a lot of sources for lightning. Uh, Of course, the American Journal of Forensic Medicine and Pathology, Popular Science, National Weather Service, NPR. I did tell you that Listverse has all these people that were struck multiple times by lightning and live science. So, man, I was I was busy. I was killing it with that. With all that science stuff, it was if if my, if I still have any brain left in my head, I'd be shocked.
0: I feel like a slacker because I only have the Register Herald and True Crime Daily, which is a little uh, TV thing with Chris Hansen and uh, about <laughs> Chris Donald a Dunn, guy. he is a cool guy. We like Chris Hansen. Yeah, Chris
1: he's Hansen. so dramatic.
0: All then. Well, let's wrap this up. Until next time.
1: Live big.
0: Rest in peace. The, the worms, worms are, are waiting. <laughs> your hands everybody and everybody just clap your hands next story